Greetings, welcome to my podcast. I'm Eric Backer, the naturopath from New Zealand and formulator of the Kanzita range of supplements. In each of my bite-sized episodes, you'll be getting practical tips that you can follow right away to improve your health and lifestyle. So go ahead and binge listen. I've had many people over time asking me to do, you know, some videos on detoxification and cleansing, liver cleansing, kidney cleansing, things like that. So I just did yesterday a video which I uploaded on liver, how to do a liver cleanse. So I hope you've seen that one because that is the precursor or the video you need to watch right now. So click on the link right now. If you haven't seen it, watch that first and then catch me back here. But if you've seen it, awesome. We're going to talk about a gallbladder flush. All right, that's going to be the topic. So I don't want you doing a gallbladder flush until you've done a liver cleanse. Right? It makes sense? It makes sense to me. The liver produces stuff called bile, this green stuff. Looks a bit like dishwashing liquid. All right? That's what we're going to talk about, dishwashing liquid. I like giving people sort of like examples in real life instead of these highfalutin biochemical technical sort of talks. So most people who watch my videos are just like me. They're plain common sense people. And that's why I like to create common sense videos. Not some crazy, wacky stuff where I wear white coats and talk about all these equations and junk that people aren't interested in. So what's dishwashing liquid got to do with a gallbladder? What a crazy thing that Backer's talking about now. Well, let me tell you, we've got this stuff in New Zealand called palmolive. I don't know if you've got that in the States or Canada or wherever you're watching this from. It's this green dishwashing liquid. And I worked out a long time ago when I was a kid that if you're washing dishes, and you know you've got hot water and you've got some you just had some greasy pork chops or some you know nice piece of fatty pizza or you've eat, you've eaten something with a bit of fat on it let's say okay you put that in in your sink you fill it up with water and then you try and wash the fat off with water so what happens is it going to come off probably just going to roll off isn't it the fat's not really going to break down with the water is it so now what happens when you put one drop of dishwashing liquid on a fatty plate you see poof, you see all the fat start to dissolve, okay, it breaks down, okay, it emulsifies, it creates a biochemical reaction, okay, or I shouldn't say bio, okay, it's a chemical reaction where the fat breaks down under the presence of this particular substance called dishwashing liquid. Now, bile, there's the same stuff in your gut with fat. It helps uh, to break fat down, it helps to emulsify, to clean, to move out. Bile is quite a toxic substance, so the liver likes to get rid of junk, and it will do so through the bile. So remember, we spoke in the previous video on liver detox about the two main pathways. Phase 1, phase 2. Phase 1 is a bunch of enzymes. Phase 2 works by way of four or five chemical reactions we call glucuronidation. Right? Toxins come into the liver. It's a huge big chemical factory that gets rid of poisons out of the body, no matter what poison it is, birth control pill, paracetamol, Last night's dinner that contained some chemical junk, stuff you've been breathing in the air, you know, all sorts of junk that your body makes, processes of normal metabolism, all this crap is in the blood, which gets cleaned by the liver. So these toxins come in, into the liver, they get basically made even more toxic through this enzymatic process, and then shunted into another pathway where they get rendered into substances that can get peed out or pooed out, basically, okay? So out through the urine or out through the stool. Now you can understand why it's not a good idea to be constipated. Not a good idea at all, there's toxins. You know, you need to get rid of stuff all the time. You need to put your garbage can out at least once a week or your place is gonna get pretty smelly. 
going to get maggots everywhere and mice and rats and stuff and your neighbours aren't going to like it. Imagine if you didn't go to the toilet for 12 months. You think your neighbours would like to live next to you? My goodness. You'd be so full of you know what, it'd be terrible. So you need to clean yourself out. Bowels have to work properly. Bile has to be manufactured, help with the digestive process and assist in dumping toxins into the bowel and they can be removed through the, you know, through the feces. So we all agree, <clears throat> you need good liver, you need good gallbladder. The gallbladder stores up to a pint, I think it is, 600 mils. I think that's roughly what the liver makes per day, quite a lot. So, by the way, the reason why your stools are brown, uh, it's because of red blood cells. It's like iron, like rust. It's actually the byproduct of the breakdown or heme of red blood cells. That's why the stool's brown. Because red blood cells, I think, only last about, I think, 30 days in the body. <coughs> they get used up and then moved out. So it's very, very important to keep your gallbladder in very good condition. To me, it acts like a reservoir for keeping palm olive dishwashing liquid in your body. Right? So is it good to get the gallbladder taken out? I think it's a dumb idea to get the gallbladder taken out. And it's often the first thing that a lot of doctors will recommend when you present to the clinic with acute abdominal pain. We'll shed you into the hospital. We'll just get that gallbladder taken out, and that'll fix up all of your problems. What a load of crap. The amount of people I see who've had a gallbladder taken out who've still got exactly the same problem is phenomenal. <clears throat> now, you might be watching this now and say, well, Eric, that's me. I had a tummy pain. I went to the doctor. And then he sent me to the surgeon or the hospital. I got my gallbladder out, and I still got the same blooming pain. What a waste of time that was. So before you get your gallbladder ripped out, like a, a, an alternator in a car thrown out, make sure that you do a gallbladder flush first. Is it safe? Hell yes. This procedure I'm going to show you is very safe. I've personally helped over a 1,000 patients through this process, easily a 1,000, probably more, I know doctors that have performed many, many more thousand of these procedures with their patients. It is very safe, providing you do the right thing. <clears throat> Nothing is safe if you do it dumb, if you do it in, in, a, in a dumb way, okay? Even driving a car is not safe if you, if you don't wear seatbelts and you drink and do stupid things like that. If you follow the procedure carefully, it's perfectly safe. So what should you do? <clears throat> well, as I mentioned, do the liver flush first. The, I mean the bowel flush, as I mentioned in the previous video. Liver cleanse, and then we're going to move into the liver, into the gallbladder flush, and this is what I want you to do. Let's let's assume that you've done the liver cleanse. Okay, you've taken some herbs, you've gone on a clean diet, you've cut out all alcohol, caffeine, chocolate, all the high fat foods, processed fats, hydrogenated fats, fizzy drinks, all the crap from your diet that you know that you shouldn't be having. Now, a good time to do the gallbladder flush, in my opinion, is spring and summertime. Why? Abundance of fresh produce, all right? Especially important for liver to have a lot of fresh, clean things into your diet for a week or two. Lots of sour foods, lots of fresh foods. Watch the previous video. I'm not going to go over that stuff again. So I want you to get hold of some good quality apple juice and drink plenty of that for three, four, five days leading into your gallbladder flush. I prefer people to buy bags of apples, juice it, and then drink one to two glasses every day rather than buy junk in those plastic bottles in the shop that can, that's basically reconstituted, full of sugars and junk. So <clears throat> the, my favorite apple for the, the, the gallbladder flush are the Granny Smiths, the green apples. Granny Smiths tend to be more tart. They're higher in malic acid. 
and this tends to be a lot more conducive towards um, cleaning out the gallbladder my opinion than using red sweet apples full of sugar and sucrose and stuff like that so try to go more for the green apples um, golden delicious are good or granny smith's if you can't any apple will do but i prefer the green apple juice your own apples trust me folks it's definitely the way to go okay so you've got apple juice you've been drinking that for two or three days your diet you need to cut out in my opinion cut out all meats for three four five days leading into this flush eat light maybe have soups uh, broths bone broth chicken soups fermented and cultured foods fresh foods so you're basically stepping your diet down and having it lighter and lighter <clears throat> and the reason will become obvious later why i'll tell you why so now what we're going to do we're going to get you to get some lemons or grapefruits but preferably lemons okay and some olive oil now you may have seen a lot of these videos already on youtube but this is how i think it's done properly okay so the quantity of lemon juice and oil is debatable some people say you need a cup some people say you need two cups i mean i read i saw one video and the guy said use a gallon using like liters of the stuff i mean for god's sakes we're not elephants you know we're humans so you don't need a lot of this stuff all right so i'm going to recommend a quantity of around about 300 mils which is about half a pint or not even that it's probably just over a cup all right so a cup's about 250 mils so about 300 mils so get yourself some nice lemons i've got lots of lemon trees i love lemons and um, but you can just buy them or grow them and get them from your auntie or whatever you want juice them no pips strain them and you've got a good 300 mils of lemon juice in a jug now you're going to do the same with olive oil you're going to have roughly 300 mils but you can use less olive oil okay usually around 200 mils is okay all right so just under a cup now i tend to combine and put them in a cocktail shaker or something shake it up or just put it in the blender and stir it right through so you've prepared that right you've got that done did you write it down all right you know what to do now what you're going to do is around about six seven o'clock in the evening you're going to drink that stuff now i found a good tip is to put a straw in the container and drink it through a straw because that way you don't get it all in your mouth you don't get fatty stuff and i don't mind i mean i drink olive oil every day anyway i usually have a sip when i'm doing the cooking i have a sip of olive oil and i use a lot of lemon juice in my diet so i can drink olive oil no problem if you're not greek or italian um you know you're probably not used to a lot of oil in your diet so you might want to build up so drink this mixture over a period of maybe 15 20 minutes and then you're going to retire now i've got the protocol written up here and i'll make sure that i um i'm going to read it out properly yep so after the mixture's finished you're going to retire then you're going to go to bed i like people to get to bed early when they're doing the gallbladder flush you're not going to go and watch um game of thrones or stuff like this or lord of the rings till 3 a.m and then go to bed with you know after you've had a packet of chip, uh, crisps after you've done the flush you need to do this properly guys all right or it won't work for you so go to bed around eight nine o'clock no later than that lie on your right side for as long as you can with the pillow elevating the right hip now why would you do that and that's so you can get the mixture in the right position so it's going to move down there around the sphincter where the gallbladder sort of attaches okay to the small bowel so that mixture will pass through the stomach into the small intestine around the sphincter of odi a small sphincter there so like a little bumhole muscle you know that connects the tube from the gallbladder up to the small bowel all right now the gallbladder is going to see this stuff and go what the hell is this stuff 
and it's going to be you might feel a pulsing sensation you could feel some warmth or some sensations in your gut like some people hear these sounds you know you get these funny tummy sounds so that's expulsion of junk basically into that area it's going to move out so it's going to try and emulsify this it's going to try and, and think whoa i've got a huge big sink full of thousands of plates i've got to really clean out and i've got to put as much dishwashing liquid into the sink as i can so it's going to move bile and all the junk out of the gallbladder into the small bowel it's going to squeeze it all out now i only had a patient in yesterday and i didn't ask her which was stupid of me i didn't ask her for her jar but she pulled out a jar and it was about a third full with gallstones you can go to ericbacker.com and have a look at my, I think I wrote an article on uh, gallbladder symptoms and gallbladder uh, treatment. And you can actually see some photos there of patients' gallstones, which I posted up on there on ericbacker.com. So this is a very successful technique. Now, what I expect is for you to make a beeline to the bathroom early in the morning. It could be four or five o'clock. Uh, could be early, could be later, and you're going to have a huge, big evacuation, big evacuation, okay? And a lot of stuff's going to come out. So let's just say now that you've done this procedure, you're lying down, you've got the pillow under the right hip, you're sitting there relaxing, you're feeling some sensations, it all's going to go well for you, I can guarantee you. This procedure has been performed uh, many times by many people, and many doctors have assisted thousands of patients worldwide to do this. Lots of medical doctors may tell you, it's dangerous, don't do it, you'll die. You'll die, you'll get gallstones jammed, uh, you'll die excruciating, horrible pain. It's not the way to do it. I would not recommend this procedure at all. It's extremely dangerous. I've had some doctors say this. Now, I went to a very interesting presentation in Australia a couple of years ago, and I heard a guy talking, a medical professor, who said he's performed the procedure or helped patients. Over 10,000 patients perform this procedure without one glitch. Okay, over 10,000. So if any doctor tells you that it's dangerous and it shouldn't be done, you need to get up off the chair and turn around and walk away, okay, because it's crap. If you do it properly and carefully, it's not a problem, all right? There are some rare cases where you may uh, not want to do it. If you've got extreme medical conditions, if you're, for example, very frail, if you're like 103 years old, you're going in for a hip replacement or something, well, it's probably not a good idea. Um, if you're pregnant, You've got twins, you're pregnant with twins or something, but probably not a good idea if you're pregnant to do it. You know what I mean? If you've got diabetes, type 1 diabetes, and you're relying on, on very high amounts of insulin, well, it's probably not a good idea. So there's certain conditions where you wouldn't do it. But, I mean, hello, it's common sense again. You know, common sense. Average people in reasonably good health can easily do this procedure, all right? So don't be afraid. The fear factor is huge in medicine. It's absolutely huge. You don't need to be afraid. Many, many people do it. So once you've done this procedure, <clears throat> you'll find you'll get up in the morning, you'll have a huge evacuation. Now, some people wish to use a colander or a strainer and actually strain the stool, and they're actually stunned to see what comes out. The first time you do it, you may get handfuls of stuff coming out. I've seen people pass out sometimes over 1,000 stones in the first evacuation. Incredible, but true, right? But it's up to you how you do it. So... Um, you know, the procedure I'm talking about, it's up to you how much lemon juice you take, how much olive oil you take, uh, how far you want to take this thing, all right? So you don't need large amounts of stuff. If you're a little bit scared or a little bit anxious about things like that, you may want to start maybe with a tablespoon of lemon juice and a tablespoon of olive oil. But trust me, it does work effective, highly effectively. 
and the quantities I've shown you are perfectly normal for average people of average build, right? So you've expelled gallstones. What are you going to do next? Well, what you're going to do is you're going to stay on a reasonably clean diet for about a week leading out and then going back to your normal diet. And then you're going to wait about a month and you're going to repeat the procedure, right? And you're going to repeat the procedure. And if you pass out gallstones again, I'm going to recommend you repeat it again and again and again and again until you pass out no more gallstones. Now, believe it or not, some of my patients have done this procedure 10 or 12 times and each time they passed out stones. Others have done it three or four times and they only had a dump on the first or second occasion and on the third they didn't pass out any more stones. It's up to you to find out what comes out and then to you know reevaluate your health and think should I repeat the procedure or not. So that's your call, right? It's highly effective. I one patient annoyed the hell out of me years ago, this quite large lady who came to me, um, who was scheduled, in fact, for a week from the date she saw me to have a cholecystectomy or her gallbladder taken out. And, I, and um, I said, don't do it. Don't do it. Be careful. Rethink what you're doing, you know. And she said, well, I wasn't going to anyway. I came to you because I, I don't want knives put in my body or surgeons and stuff, so I want to see how we go. Anyway, I went through the procedure with her. She went home. She did it. And I got a call back after about 14 days, and she was delighted. She was delighted that she can go back into eating lots of fatty fish and chips again at least two times a week without nausea. Well, that's not the whole idea. The whole idea is when you've cleaned out the gallbladder is to stay on a reasonably healthy diet, okay? I don't mind if you have fish and chips or fatty stuff here or there, but please don't do it three times a week or eat chocolate daily because you're going to gum that gallbladder up again, all right? The gallbladder is vital to health. It's very, very important that you keep the gallbladder in good condition. It's a very important part of the liver function. It does form a vital role. Just like the tonsils, it's not a good idea just to chop it out and throw it away because it's some useless body part that we, we, we could all do without, okay? So that's the liver, that's the gallbladder flush. Give it a go and give me some comments when you've done this. And I'm quite happy to see some photos of gallstones from different people uh, as well, uh, which might be actually good to actually show on YouTube different people to give other people confidence to do this procedure. Don't forget to click on my link below for a free report. And also, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks so much for tuning in.